What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of I'm Always Right, Sometimes. My name is DePriest. As always, I'm joined by Nick. And today we have a special guest, Kyle Kogan. He is an award-winning director and he is a huge wrestling fan. So since we have Kyle today, we're gonna rank our top five entrance songs of all time. Now, before we get started, go ahead, mash that like button, mash that subscribe button. If you're listening to us through a podcast, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment. All right, let's jump into it. So first of all, Kyle, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well, how you guys doing? Great, good. man, no complaints here, no complaints. How about you, Nick? I'm good, you know, just drinking a bunch of coffee and I, I'm on that, I've been doing the intermittent, intermittent fasting. So, you know, nice. feel a little feel a little crazy, a little caffeinated. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm good though, I'm good. How many hours for you right now is this, uh, no food? Um. I, oh, I've been doing the 18 hours fast, six hours eating window. Okay. And you're an hour what right now of, of no food? Uh, well, I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I, so my eating window is uh, 2 PM to 8 PM. Okay. So you start. So, okay. I, so yeah, I, I just, my fast just began an hour ago, but I hadn't eat, really eaten much today at all. Cause when I, in, in my window, I don't really eat that much in that window. And then sometimes I'll like, binge eat and then like for like an hour and then i don't eat anything else for the rest of the thing so it's kind of like you know it's 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 nutty but i have lost that's cool that's cool yeah yeah so that's omad so that's that's one meal a day sort of thing so that's i mean that's kick-ass also you can do that it's working yeah getting slim and trim huh i've lost some muscle mass but 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 that was to be to to be expected but Mm -hmm. i have lost fat and that's uh and that's much much needed after yeah. this COVID, this COVID 50 you put on, you know? <laughs> the COVID 50. <laughs> hey, what about you, Kyle? How you been surviving during the pandemic? I'm doing all right. Also doing silly diets as well. Trying okay. to lose all the, I, I drank too many margaritas and played Madden too much during, during COVID. So I got to get rid of all that, you know, all, all that excess weight there. So uh, getting back to it, you know, just... Uh, just trying to work out and watching too much pro wrestling lately, honestly. So that's no never a bad no thing. thing. Every, everything you said, those are all great things. Margaritas, <laughs> Madden, wrestling. I mean, where, where's the downfall again? <laughs> the, the, the downfall was during, was during like the height of quarantine when I realized it was get, I was getting like Amazon prime, you know, delivered to the, the apartment. And the guy was bringing margarita or uh, tequila and margarita mix faster than food, and I was like, "All right, we gotta slow down." Something's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Gotta slow down. Sounds pretty good to me. Sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing the exact same thing. So I'm, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in the boat right now with Nick, where we're like trying to get it back together. We're trying to rein ourselves in because. Man, me and my roommate, we were here putting bottles away like it was the thing to do. <laughs> what I was like, who needs water, man? Who needs water? You don't need water. You got booze right here, you know? So, <laughs> so you're a Madden player, huh? Dude, I wasn't. Um, I mean, I, I was when I was younger. Like, high school took it very seriously and then didn't play video games probably, like, since college. Like, sort of, like, 10 years or whatever. And then when, when COVID first hit or, you know, when quarantine started, 
like all of a sudden some friends from back in the day, like I'm getting an Xbox. I was like, I, I guess I'm getting an Xbox, you know? And it's like, yeah. well, I have a job for six months, but like you need that Xbox, you know? So <laughs> priorities. But in a weird way, it was like kind of like what got what got me through it in a weird way. Cause like there was no work, you couldn't leave. You know, I live alone and it was like, it was like, that was like the, you know, the connection to the outside world. And me, uh, some, some old friends, we like started like a league with like 16 of us. So you'd have a game a day and it was yeah. like too competitive, like put in the right, like it felt like work, you know? And then we, we moved it like in the best way though. Like, you know, I'll, I'll probably keep myself too busy on, you know, I just have to keep myself busy. Right. And we like just moved into a, a, a new office, like right on like March 17th. So right when quarantine started and I just remember like, it was like April. And I'm like, the office is just where I play Madden now. I like get up and I go to play Madden. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't good. So, but, uh, but no, that was, that. those were the early, you know, the early few months of quarantine and uh, Madden and, and a lot of like WWE network and uh, watching the awkward, no crowd Thunderdome thing was just, so, it was so trippy then. And like, it's weird how just like normal it is now, you know, like watching, watching wrestling without fans. So it'll, it'll be exciting to see WrestleMania with some, with some people this year. Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when's the last time you've been to a wrestling match? Oh man. I, I went, it was probably like 2003. Uh, it was like a, it was like, a, I think it was raw and there was like Batista. It was like the beginning of the ruthless aggression era. And if I remember right, Bischoff was like teasing that Austin was going to come back, but like it, nothing happened, you know, but like, I remember like being really disappointed because like he was going to come back and like, you know, Austin, he's everyone's guy, but he was, he was my guy as well. Right. And like all the shows that I went to, he like, the one he got thrown down stuff flight of stairs. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> like he was just never there. And, and like, so I was just, I was so bummed when that didn't happen. I, I saw him wrestle in a, uh, in a house show. Uh, that was my, my very first, but I never, he was never at a show after that. Um, but no, um, I saw, I, I've been to quite a few. I, I went, so the, um, a few significant ones. The, uh, the first one I went to was a house show and it was actually Owen Hart's last match ever because it was the night before uh, Over the Edge. So, wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was a mess. crazy, crazy. And like, I remember like that happening. And then like he died. It was like a Saturday show. And then that my cousins watching the pay per view. And then, yeah, tragic thing happened. And then it was like, this weird thing was like a day or two later, we're in Walmart and like blue blazer figure was right there. <laughs> You're like, whoa, you know, but uh, so that was a pretty significant one. And then I went to another raw that didn't have anything really particular there. But then the, the one that really sticks out was uh, Jericho's uh, um, debut in, uh, in, in WWF at, at the time. Yes. Home, Countdown yes. to the millennium and all that. And, and that was like my first realization that like, because everybody had Y2J signs. And I was like, how do they know? Like, how could they possibly know? That was like, oh, the internet, like, and like rumors and things like that. Like, that was my first like inkling. I was, I was just so blown away that you get to the, and I'm like, what is all this Chris Jericho stuff here? And 
you know, but that was such a cool moment with, with him and the rock and uh, no, it's uh it's super cool. It's super cool to look back on and, and, uh, and just watch those moments again. And uh, I don't know. Wrestling super nostalgic to me. <clears throat> nice. What about you, Nick? When's the last time you went to a show? The last show I went to was actually uh, right before, not within the yeah the same year as the the, the quarantine, uh, because it would have been in they came oh, man, SmackDown came to LA. Oh God, I can't even think what time that was. What? Because SmackDown switched to Fox, and it was going to be, and this was in two thousand, I want to say two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. Um, but yeah, they came out in LA and the rock was there and that was awesome. Cause I've, I don't think I've ever seen the rock live before. And though he didn't wrestle, it was cool just to see him and hear him do the, you know, do the, 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 the uh, you know, and do all that shit. Uh, you, do it it for cool. one more time. you say what you do it for me one more time. I, I missed Give it. This some <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, that was a great moment. Uh, it was cool to see Becky Lynch live, you know. Uh, man, who else was there? I never I, – oh, Orton. I love Orton. And I saw Randy Orton's – if not – I think I saw – I believe I saw his, him and John Cena's first ever match when I was a little kid in Peoria, Illinois, um, in a house show. It was just, it was just a, a random house show. And Cena and Orton, their first match was that night. And also, like – uh, well, kind of like Kyle, how he saw the last Owen and, and the first Jericho. I saw the last, uh, the last Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko match with WCW before they went to WF as the Radicals in a house show in Peoria. Um, so yeah, I mean, 2000, most men know what, 2019, 2020, whenever that was in October. Um, that was a really great, really great night out in the, the Staples Center. Uh, was that when that was that when Brock like squashed Kobe Kingston in like five seconds? That was when Brock squashed Kobe Kingston. Yeah, I I'll never forget that moment because we stood up cheering for Brock, and then stood up and cheered for Kofi. And I I, I swear to God, as I'm sitting down, I I look down at my seat because you know I'm a wide guy, and to fit in those little <laughs> those little seats, those little stadium seats are really difficult. So I'm like I'm like looking down, trying to like sit in it like correctly, like trying to get myself. And as I sit down, I look up. Kofi's already halfway through the F5 and then boom. And it was one, two, three. And we were just like, what? It, it may have been a cool moment on TV, but in the audience, I don't know if it was or not, but in, in the audience, it was one of the most disappointing moments. Cause you're like, what? I want to see Lesnar wrestle. I want to see a wrestling match and seeing Kofi get squashed is, is bullshit. But um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. He's never even come close again. That was it. No, he's, no he's a tag team guy for life now. <sighs> but yeah, and then I, I my girlfriend, got I used to go to basement. That sucks. A lot. You say what? I said he got thrown in the basement. That sucks. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. What I about you? What was I last you, saw like? you say what? Yeah, go ahead. What were you gonna say? All right, I, I, I would have said I think it's gonna be Big E's turn coming up. I feel like this year is gonna be be his year. You know, part new day champion. You know, I don't know. All three of those guys are so great. Like, yeah, I do think their best bet is splitting up. So wait, so WrestleMania happened already, right? No. Oh, it, it comes up. Weeks. Wait, it comes few up. Weeks. It's in a few weeks. Well, I thought it. I thought. Uh, oh, okay, no, no, no. It's the hype. That's what I've been seeing. I've been the seeing hype. Yeah. For it. 
Okay, okay, okay. I thought I missed it. Okay, cool. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. That's right. Yeah, that's, watch that's a reaction fun, so. video, right? Absolutely. Watch a reaction video. Okay, let's do Twitch, it. Okay, Twitch live stream. Twitch live stream. And then I'll cut that up into a reaction video for the YouTube. That's that's the plan. Oh, perfect. Done and done. Mm -hmm. done. And Kyle, if you want to be a part of that, you're more than welcome. I might be able to do night one. I'll, I'll think I'll do good. night two, but I'll be down on do night one, though, for sure. Okay. So, Nick, uh, Kyle, how do you guys know each other? Uh, Kyle, do you want to tell the story? Uh, I think, not that it's like some sexual, sexy story, but... Yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> Where are you going, guy? Yeah, um, I don't know. My my first memory of you, Nick, is in the old F&D office in Chicago. Like big burly man came in loud as hell and <laughs> and sat down and watched like one of my first music videos and uh just lots of scheming and lots of planning with uh aaron frank from fnd that's 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 like my first memory i think i always like knew of the legend of nick collins you know and would and would see you in like aiden brazonic short like the you know handsome you know bearded man with with a gun and that you know that that's how i that's how i knew you <laughs> with a gun <laughs> oh the ernest hemingway movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's funny just like making a fire and just like i'm you know so efficient and so manly you know and you uh, know they had to get they had to get the right guy for that you know but it'd be <laughs> further from the truth no. <laughs> <laughs> no but it was like nick collins the actor you know interesting you know, interesting that that's like my first it was like that that short sighted vfx for it, it without even knowing you and then and then yeah it was it was in that old fnd office wow yeah that was the first time we met our heart jacket like that yeah manly nick what what happened man we were so manly back then so <laughs> oh baby yeah. don't you worry Oh, whoops. Oh, daddy. Oh, I'm still man. <laughs> I, uh, that's um, so funny. I, at my first meeting of you, I, I have the same memory pretty much. I remember I met with FND and you and Marty were sitting up against the wall, very quiet, very quiet. And I never, I sat down, I sat down, I was waiting for them to do something to come get something or whatever the fuck it was. And I never, I just like plopped down next to you and I was like, what's up? And I never, you were so shy. I never, you, this, this is what you were, so you were, you were, you were like, what's up? <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and I was and you, you, you had this guard, you had a big guard up, you had a big, like, you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Tough guy. What do you, what do you want from you, me? You were very, your guard was up. And I, uh, I think I, I, I broke through that armor. I'm still, but to this day, here we are in 2021, I'm still trying to break through Kyle's armor, you know? Legend. Apparently you're a legend now. So that's what he was, uh, you know, <laughs> He had, to, he had to put a guard up for the legend right there, you know? I love Kyle. I love Kyle. Kyle and I, he's, I've known him definitely one of the, the longest friendships I've had. Um, because, again, you meet so many people and you become friends with so many people and, and you and you work with people. And um, I don't know. It's funny because, yeah, just in, in, the, in this industry, I do feel like it's kind of hard to kind of similar to the wrestling industry it's hard to like make real friends and it's hard to and even with you Dupreece like you are for sure the the longest friendship I've had in Los Angeles and Kyle is I think pretty much really the only existing friendship like real friendship maybe I can think of like two or three other people who I've really kept as we've stayed as friends since Chicago um 
And that's, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that, I think, you know, that, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. You know, it's uh, that connection with people, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to maintain it, especially in LA. And, uh, you know, you get so many distractions and there's tons and tons of other stuff going on and people just bail and flake all the time. So that's the, that's the name of the game, you know, so. And, and the, 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 the thing is too, is like we were saying that um, like the music video industry and like the film industry, like it does have some like pretty crazy comparisons to the wrestling world. Like, or maybe I'm just trying to like. I would agree my, from what I've read. These silly stories and stuff. It, it, maybe not so much what's on screen, but the, the backstage politics of it all. And that like, even if you fucking hate a guy, sometimes you got to work together. You know what I mean? Like in the ring or it's like, you know, me and that DP don't get along or whatever. Like me and this artist don't get along, but it's like, you got to make magic today, you know? And it's like, it's, and it's for the audience, you know? So there's like, there's some pretty strange, um, you know, similarities there that, and, and, and just the way that like, you know, independent wrestling scene works as far as like independent filmmakers, then you get like sucked up into the WWE system or sucked up into like the studio system or like the label system with music videos. Like, it all kind of there's there's definitely a there's definitely a comparison there from like wrestler to director I guess you know um, totally agree. I don't know I, I totally I mean totally agree I mean I'm I'm reading Bret Hart's uh, autobiography right now and <laughs> it, it's given me a lot Bret Hart's my number one favorite wrestler of all time and um, <clears throat> I got a cool little toy him back there and uh, I uh, but I mean yeah just what he talks about you know how you know. He, he wrestled all these indie shows and like, yeah, traveled all these different territories. And, you know, when he was in his twenties, he had an opportunity to wrestle at Madison square garden. But Vince McMahon was like, Bret Hart, he's, he's a nobody. He's a, he's, he does not have a big enough name to wrestle at Madison square garden. And he was like, I, I, and that day I promised that one day I would work in Madison square garden. I'd prove him wrong, you know? And um, yeah, just, just all the ins and outs and the politicking and the bullshit and the, the people who you think are your friends, but they're really trying to get you and, People who talk shit about you, but you think they're on your side, and how it, it you know, it's just it's really difficult to find someone who's genuinely looking out for you. I, I would, I'm assuming, Deprice, the acting world's kind of similar to that too, um, in terms of just like, yeah, industry bullshit. How because wrestling is entertainment, and you really do have to start somewhere and get get somewhere else, and all the promises you get made from people who are higher up and like I, the amount of the amount of experiences that I've had just during the quarantine pitching to major studios and we're and talking to producers who are done big things and thinking something's about to happen with my project they got in the south by and then like nothing happens or you're lied to or they're like ah, actually we're not going to pay you or uh actually this little piece it, it, it's just yeah man it, it's i would say it's very comparable from what i've read maybe maybe just wrestling you know is is just life you know like maybe that's why we like it because no matter what your job is whether it's the film industry or whatever there's always a politic and there's always that asshole. And so like, it's why I think like the Vince McMahon stone cold thing works so well because everybody wanted to stun or their boss. Everybody wanted <laughs> to drive up your truck in and, and, you know, blast their fucking, you know, worst enemy kind of a thing. So it's like, I don't know, like wrestling is silly. I'm fully aware of how silly it is. And like, you know, like this is my office and like, it's all, it's all wrestling. Right. And like, so all the people come in here and they're like, you like wrestling. And then I'm like, listen, like <laughs> it's more than what you just see, you know, in the ring or in the, in the promo, there's, there's just so mm. much to it, you know? And like, 
to me, like wrestling is, it, it's, it's nostalgic, like I was saying before, and there's no other form of entertainment or, or, or storytelling like that goes throughout the generations and that is like told in real time. Like, for example, like Rey Mysterio, right? He has like one of my very first wrestling memories of like seeing him and, and like, that's my guy. He's a short guy. That's the yep. underdog. That's, yep. that's my guy right there. And now he's like almost 50, I think, or like late 40s at least. And his son is wrestling and it's like, and there's going to be a day, like probably in the next few years where Ray's going to take off that mask and like give it to his son. And then his son is going to carry the Mysterio name. And you know what? Like future generations are going to be able to watch this Mysterio. And like, there's just, there's just this greater connection than, than anything else. Like Mar the Marvel cinematic universe is like, wow, they did 28 movies. It's like, wrestling's been going on forever it's like <laughs> yeah. undertaker like just retired like he was wrestling my entire life like and and it's like those things like you can dip away you know you can go away for i went away from wrestling for probably like 10 years and i came back and it's like oh there's randy orton you know bob orton's kid there's the undertaker you know jerry the king lawler like there's something comforting yeah. um it's like comfort food and and uh as a former entertainment just long-term storytelling is just like just bigger than anything like it can't be matched it, it can't be matched yeah the only, i think the only thing i could compare to it <clears throat> would be comic books comic yep. books and wrestling are yeah they're, they're long-form storytelling and like you said you can jump out for 10 years and come back and there might be new writers there's there might be a few new characters you're not familiar with but it's it's everything is still there and the people you love are still there and, and they're different and they're changed now but there's pieces of what they were and um it just goes and goes and goes and goes forever and, and, yeah, it, and it's yeah and on, on a surface level comic books are like you read comics like like this is silly you know what i mean like yeah and it's like wrestling this is silly. like yeah, yeah i know but like but once like you're in it and you know the, the gravity of what it means in an undertaker versus kane match you know that's been going on since 1998 <laughs> you know um Actually, I just remembered. I went to Night of Champions in 2010. Oh, okay. <laughs> was, there you go. Like I went to that match, and so yeah. So basically, I, I I dipped out of wrestling. Sorry, I'm tangent here, ADD. But like, no, no. Um, but no, yes, I, I dipped out of wrestling like in the beginning of high school, and then sometime in college in like 2010, uh, I was working at this crazy place called called JBTV, where we actually had CM Punk come in because he was a fan of this band against me. CM Punk, right here, guy. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, he gave us tickets to go see United Champions. Like, whoever wanted to go, it was like, just me and a few, like, I'll go. And that was my intro introduction to CM Punk. And, like, this guy's awesome. Like, I may have fallen out of wrestling, but this guy is, is really great. And uh, that's where the, sorry, that's where the Undertaker versus Kane, there was a, that was like a world championship match that, that night. Oh, okay. And I dipped away for 10 years or whatever, but I was like, oh, yep, nope, I know exactly what's going on here. You know, brother's destruction, you know, at it again. So nice. Again, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so a quick transition. Um, you worked at uh, NFL Films. What did you do there? 
like I'm all about football. I don't know if you can see in the back, I got Eagles gear back there. I mean, like I am all about it. I live in, uh, I live in Playa uh, Del Rey. So it's right up the street from, you know, NFL network and all that kind of stuff. And I always see like William McGinnis all the time and a couple other people that are, that are there on the building. So what'd you do for them? I'm sorry to hear that you're an Eagles fan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Don't yeah. say it. Who's your team? Just uh, don't say the wrong. Uh, the Bears. Bears. Oh, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. As long as you don't say the cowgirls, we're good. <laughs> I just can't stand the girls. But other than that, Bears are good. I, you know, I know you're from Chicago, but I don't know if you're repping them like that or what. Okay, it's gonna be tough this year. I don't know. They better have some sneaky plan that they're, you know, they're not letting us know some crazy draft day trades because what they're doing right now is silly to say the least. Um, but no, yeah, I uh, I worked at NFL Films uh, right out of college. Uh, I started as an intern. Um, and then, you know, worked there for about four years, uh, doing animation and, uh, and graphics intros for the, for the shows. Um, so like, it was pretty cool. Like every year was kind of the same. There was like a, a, a nice rotation where in the beginning of the summer we would make like, uh, Jumbotron animation for like the Steelers or, uh, or like the Giants and, and teams like that. And then. As the season would get going, it would turn into like making some sort of a show intro for whatever the new show was, and then uh, and then by the end of the year, it would turn into like uh, making like Super Bowl commercials, like spots selling T-shirts and and things like that. And uh, no, I had a really great time. And like on on paper, that was like that was like my dream job, you know. Like in uh, boss was great, you know, coworkers were great. <laughs> I, I can't complain about it, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, I was out in uh, I was living in in uh, in Philly because uh, it's in South Jersey, the NFL Films headquarters. Oh, nice. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So so of all your uh, of all your directing work, what would you say is your favorite project that you worked on? Uh, directing work for uh, like music videos and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so basically I'll just backtrack a little bit. Um, so with the NFL job, it was only seven months out of the year. Um, so I start in, in July, basically go a little bit past the Super Bowl, um, where I would do this show at the top 100, which I started as an intern. Um, I think they're still using that graphics package today that I've made as an intern. They are. It's the same one. It's the it's same cra- one. It's crazy. They, they got money, but they're not spending it on a new graphics package. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, no, so in the in that uh, in the off seasons, started to do music videos, and then I just came like after like year four or five, I was like, oh, I got to make a choice to do like, music videos or do I do this NFL thing, you know? Um, and I chose the one that was like like I, I was saying it kind of started to get repetitive, where I knew it was coming, and I was like this music video thing, like and directing, like who knows where that what that could be, and uh, I just kind of chose that route, and. Uh, yeah, been here, been here for almost five years now. I think it's crazy. Time flies. Oh, yeah. um, favorite favorite music video though. Um, damn, uh, I don't know. Gotta give me, gotta give me a second there. Um, but uh, did a lot of stuff with like early on. It was a lot of stuff with like rock bands, like like Breaking Benjamin and A Perfect Circle and things like that. And they were all like basically VFX based because that was kind of my background at, at the NFL. So it was like, we're going to space or we're going to hell. 
you know, like that was like that, that was kind of the in-between and then it kind of like transitioning over into doing, you know, um, a little more beauty based projects, uh, like pop videos and things like that. And then about a year and a half, we got to do this, uh, should probably be my favorite. Um, it was kind of a combination of like a beauty pop video mixed with like VFX and kind of Marvel-esque superhero fighting, um, for uh, Madison Beer for this uh, for the song called "Good and Goodbye," um, so she's like fighting like two dualities of like two sides of her brain and um, like good and evil, and um, you know they it, it's kind of like a video game where they just constantly kill each other. She slits her throat, and the other one comes back, and they they fight throughout the street, and eventually end up on the moon. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like but but that project like. You know, the end result's cool and all that, but like that to me, the the coolest thing about that was just the process. Like it was uh we we shot over two days. There was like I think it was like 118 shots or something in, in the final product. So I think we shot like 130. And I remember like my my AD being like, This is never gonna happen. Like we're never getting all these gotta cut. I'm like, nope, we're gonna do it. And and basically the the, the first day was all the practical stuff inside the house. Um we had this really cool uh, transition where it was like a one take to start the video where we uh, Madison was playing at a piano and we, we pushed in on her and um, used her to wipe the frame and then tilted down uh, to see an another version of dead Madison on the floor and then wiped back around the piano uh, to then see the new like respawn version of Madison like cut her throat and that's how the video <laughs> started. <laughs> Um, but wow. there was like really crazy steady cam work there that like should have been like motion control at, at, in, in reality. Um, but like that was key and just like really awesome VFX people uh, on, our, on our team to help us get that through. Um, but with those days, just sorry, going back again, but just the having, you know, we did the, the practical day where they're in the house. Um, so there's like a tangible world, right, that, that we're in. And then the next day was all green screen. Um, we had two stages set up with stunt doubles and uh, and Madison was changing in and out of her clothes, going back and forth and doing all kinds of wire rigs and stuff like that. And uh, had my guy, Zach, just like, you know, we, we had to, we had to get the shots like you direct that one. I'll run over here. We're just like running back and forth between stages and running around with our crazy giant storyboard, just crossing things off. And that, that experience of just like having all these people able to do all these stunts and wire things up and, uh, it was just like the closest thing that I, you know, that I would imagine like what it makes, what it feels like to do like a Marvel movie, you know, like, and that's, that was so cool to me just the, uh, you know, Brendan Garrett produced it and like got all those things there for me to, to play, you know, and uh, it was really awesome. And uh, that was, that's probably my best, my best experience, you know, just like on set for sure. Post-process was a little crazy never ended you know um but uh but the, those those two days on set i was like this is it like i gotta do more of this because this is cool so that's awesome man it sounds like a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun a lot of work but uh it's good good stuff though so you guys ready to jump into it let's do it yeah yes top five entrance themes of all time now this was very very tough for me. This was this like <laughs> I had names on the list. We could have did the top fifteen, and it would have. We been could tough have me. the. I have like a thirty a thirty list, but I'm not going to do them all. Obviously, 
but I yeah, I, I literally, I, I, I cut, I went and cut. It, it was incredible. I don't know how I came down, how <laughs> I bore down to this list. I have so many omissions on here, so I don't know what I'm going to do. And I might even change something at the last minute. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Are we, are we trying to be original or are we just like, no, these are the five so that we see it when there's like crossover, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, that one, like that's, that's the one, you know, like, or do what, we, what do you mean? Like, I don't want you to like, cause like Nate, like when you got, you said you have like 30 of them. Right. And it's like, all right, we'll only do five, obviously though. Right. Yeah, no, basically it's just, it's what, what five, mean to you like what yeah, i mean because it's going to mean something different to so whatever it is in your heart like that's your top five like you can't yeah. do without those five you just know edited, i just edited my list because <laughs> <laughs> nice. i think i think what's so crucial about lists like these is like well because the priest for our next episode we have a, a, we did lists of our, our top five favorite action heroes and it's not who you think are the best it's what is your favorite, you know? And that's that's the, the personal, personal, personal is always better, you know? <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, because somebody's always going to, you know, disagree with you. And then you're going to have a lot of people that are going to agree with you, you know? Like, I have a huge omission on this list. That I don't know how I did it, but I, I just had to do it because I know that one of you guys, somebody's going to take them already, of course. <laughs> yeah, and he should be on all three of our lists, but... I was like, well, I'm going to go a little different. So That's what I'm saying. I think we got to make a decision right now that if somebody else says it, we just roll with it because, like, this means something to all of us as opposed to, like, oh, he said that one. I can't say it now because oh, I think you're, there's – So allow for duplicates is what you're saying. Yes. I agree. Yeah, I, I, agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. like, being original with this is, like, is that worth it? You know? No. no. It's all about the heart. Yeah. People only people only want heart, you know. Oh yeah, and any wrestling fan is gonna be like, yeah, of course. Like I, he's, he has to be up there. Like you can't get mad, you know. This is it's definitely not top one hundred, you know, lists where you know people didn't vote on Russell Wilson, and you know you get he gets bumped down. Nothing like that, right? So, and so, are we, uh, so uh, are we going from five to one. Yep. Cool. Yeah, five to one. So, so at least to greatest. Should we five go? So, should we go like each person takes a turn? Like you, go, we go five, 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 and then four, 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 three. Like each no person change. gives the, <laughs> but no changes. Like if we go like no Priest, Kyle, Nick, each say their fifth, and then Priest, Kyle, Nick, each say their fourth. Like should we do that? I like that. I like that. Yeah, fun. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because when it was just you and I, you know, we just been, you know, kind of going. But now that we have, you know, special guests, so let's do that. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and then can I, can, I, can I throw one wrench into here? Sure. Let's do our, um, what do they call it? Uh, we're like, didn't make the list, but this was the one that got cut. Honorable mention. Oh, honorable mention. Honorable mentions, yes. I like that. I like that. Just for fun. Just for fun. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, honorable mention. Who wants to start? Cool, Nick. You want to start us off? Gladly. Okay, here we go. <laughs> my my fifth favorite wrestling theme of all time. Wait, no, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Look, let's do honorable mentions at the very very end. I was gonna say yeah, Mar- let's honorable do, mentions at the end. I'm messing pure list. No, you're not. No, you're not. Pure <laughs> pure lists. Then honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Fifth yes. fifth favorite of all time. Mr. McMahon, no chance in hell. No oh. chance. That's what you 
great. Go Jazz! That's awesome. Okay. That is There's the nothing great. better. That's There's nothing. And that song has lasted from 90, what, 7 to 2021. That is still his song. And it's just, it's, it's, he can't change that. It's perfect. The, the, like, the beautiful, like, intro, the like, the, it, it's just perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. It, it is crazy that it, that's still his theme. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it still fits. Still fits. Villain, Villain McMahon, you know, he is one of the, Mr. McMahon is, like, one of the greatest characters in all of entertainment. No doubt. I'll say it, you know? No doubt. And it was, uh, it was Shane and Stephanie's song, too, right? Didn't they all share the same song? When they're the, there, when they're the corporation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, in the beginning, yeah, that can in be the beginning, okay. very beginning, yeah. I thought so. Cool. Okay, so for me, my number five. This was tough. <laughs> Road Warriors. <laughs> Best start to a song ever. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, what a rush. Get that road warrior pop, you know. That's that's yep. what that, it's still a term today, you know. So, not a huge one of the all time best, best, but I'm not gonna not gonna trash it. One that's of the all time best. One of the all time best. Hell yeah, without a doubt. Kyle, what do you got? Number five. Mick Foley, Mankind, the Screeching Wheel. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's silly, but it's like, all right, this is gonna be good, right? And then that just, with his character at that moment, like he was always, you know, silly McFoley from there on out, and Commissioner Foley, and and all that stuff. The fan, the, the pop that that one got, you can't can't deny it. And again, that never has a song. I mean, there's a couple songs that I think even on my list that, but this song specifically, I, I do think of like. It captures the energy and the character so well of Mick Foley. It's just this like sloppy, messy, fun, cool song. Yeah, it's perfect. And I, I, I think, I think like my list is just based on like what do they say about the character? Like, sure, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, you said Absolutely. that. I'm, like, I'm looking at. I'm like, yep, that they. I think all, probably all, but they all fit for everybody, right? <laughs> Well, to, I, you'll be surprised by one of my choices, I think. I can't wait. All right, number four. Number four. Favorite theme of all time. How do you like me now? Bob Holly, Hardcore Holly. What? Yes. yes. All right, that what, song what, is so fucking good. It's so... One of my all-time favorites. Unsung Hero. What's your real number four, Nick? That can't be Exactly. What's your real number four, Nick? Come on. Where's the real number four? There's a few other mentions. That's what I'm saying. It was tough. It was tough. But I was like, if I'm being honest with myself, Bob Hardcore Holly's theme was one of my favorite entrance songs of all time. Okay, I respect it. I respect it. You're a special boy, Nick. It's so it's just so fucking heavy and badass and it's fucking awesome. I don't even think I know what that is. I don't. Always one of my favorites. And my little brother is convinced that the person who says "How do you like me now?" is Jim Ross, but it's not Jim Ross. But my brother will do this impression on how do you like? It's a 
you gotta see it to believe it. It's great. It's really funny. It's really funny. But yeah, that, that song has a special place in my heart. As does Bob Holly. I can see that. I can see. <laughs> no, we're, he's like not even making my top fifty wrestling themes. Not even. Not even. Damn. That's a shame. That's a shame. I'm glad. I'm glad that I can not honor even. him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure like, he's glad. I'm just thinking about all the themes you left off. Anyway, the priest, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, number four, Chris Benoit. This song is great. And it turned me on to Our Lady Peace. I didn't know who they were beforehand. And then I heard that song. You know, it's just, my love, my love. And then it just... You know, it just it just jumps right into it. It's, whatever you need, whatever you want, and it, and it's so crisp and white. It's just it's just him. It's just gritty. Yeah, it's like it's just in your face. Like that song, one of my favorites yeah, too. It's a great song. And, and honestly, like it's a song that like I can I can run to. Like like I was I was debating okay whether or not I'm going to put this song on. I went for a run this morning and I was listening to. It. I was like I gotta. Like I can work out to this song. I can run to it. Like this is a hot song right here. This is this is it. Yeah. So, you know, and I really did like Chris Benoit, the wrestler. I mean, you know, it's of course it was a tragic story what happened, um, but I mean his love, you know, that he had with Eddie Guerrero and you know with just you know other people. Like they they spoke so highly of him, you know that CTE or whatever it was that happened, you know that sent him over the edge. You know that happened. But there were people that really, really loved this dude. And, like, he was one of my favorite WCW wrestlers of all time. So, you know, and that's where I first saw him was in WCW. I was like, who was this dude? And he was he was kicking ass. He was yoked, you know. So that's my number four. Did I tell you that I met Benoit? No. Did you know that, Kyle? No. Uh-uh. I met Chris Benoit and Van Hammer. Um, <clears throat> they came, WCW came to town when I was, like, in third grade. And my dad was friends with somebody who knew shit about shit. But he, uh, the wrestlers, whenever they came to town, they would always work out at the Gold's Gym near my house uh, when they, in Peoria, Illinois. And so my dad pulled my brother and I out of school for, for, for a family emergency. And we were like, what happened? What happened? And we got in the car. He's like, all right, guys, you ready for this? It's big. And, like, and we were so worried. Like, what happened, dad? What happened? He's like, we're going to get some autographs. <laughs> he was like, what? Anyway, yeah, so we, we, we hung out in the Gold's Gym for like an hour, and then Brett, uh, not uh, Chris Benoit and Van Hammer walked in, and we were just, and they immediately like kind of knew, like, oh, look at those guys, they're here. For, that dad and his two kids are definitely not here to work out, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, they couldn't have been fucking nicer. They were so nice. They were so friendly. My dad and Benoit talked for like 30 minutes. They, they just like talked about where he came from and his background, and just, yeah, I mean, two incredibly nice dudes. So how did your dad know he was there? My dad had like a buddy who, I don't know, because my dad used to like, my dad used to be a character on a radio show. He would call and he'd be this character named Whoop Ass. And he'd call and go, woo, there's a Whoop Ass. Open a can of Whoop Ass. And uh, <laughs> my dad ran a card show where he would have like celebrities, uh, baseball players, basketball players, like like sports stars come and sign autographs. It was like, it was like a, a, a sports memorabilia, trading cards, you know, sports cards were so big then um trading card uh show every sun the, the first sunday of every month at the uh the marriott downtown and i think he got connected to a bunch of people just doing that kind of stuff and he he would call around when they would come to town and 
uh, yeah. I mean, the, the one time that we did not go with him because he didn't know he, he, he didn't pull us out of school because he had no idea that was happening until it happened. But he, Disco Inferno, DDP, Perry Saturn, uh, uh, Goldberg, uh, so huge names. And Goldberg wasn't a big, big name yet. He was just starting out. All those guys were at the Gold's Gym, too. And he had no idea. So he, he went and got the autographs for us. Um, I'm like a fucking, not this, but the equivalent of this. So somewhere in my house, I have all the autographs on, on individual little sticky notes. Cause he was like, Oh, I gotta grab something, you know, but we never, we didn't get to meet those guys. It's pretty nice. cool though. That's, that's, that's a great story. Your dad, that your dad sounds awesome. And the fact that he's a, it was a radio character makes a lot of sense. Knowing you, Nick makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yep, the pieces are coming together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Look forward to my, cool. my autobiography coming up called Pieces of Nick. <laughs> that that show was awesome. And the Benoit yes. one was very sad. I like I was like I didn't didn't totally cry, but it was like eyes watery. I'm like, I was wrestling and it's a do- wrestling documentary. Like, but it's just crazy, like just seeing the lives that were affected like that. And um, I don't know. It, it, and then you, you know, you, you, uh, you see like his son, uh, David Benoit, like, you know, just trying to pick up the pieces of his life and maybe follow in his dad's footsteps. And uh, I think it's really, really cool that, you know, that the society, society today can look at like such a dark, terrible event like that happened with Chris Benoit's family and all that and Chris Benoit going off the edge but like and and kind of give reason for why you know and understanding head injuries and and CTE and all that and um I think it's pretty progressive of just like you would never be like you would never like there's almost there's almost like a forgiveness to Chris Benoit like like beforehand, obviously yeah. you never forget what he did, but I think people can understand it. And that documentary is such a crazy good job of uh, of of really explaining it and and showing who the guy who he was. And maybe he was in love with Eddie Guerrero. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what flipped him off the edge. You know, that's why that story was going. I don't know. They were just besties. They were just they were best friends. I, I love I love that. You know. I don't know. That was crazy. But anyway, Shh. it's we'll a talk must, about it. It's a must watch. It's a must watch. Even if you're not arrested, it's, sad. it's, it's tragic. Absolutely tragic. Without a doubt. What's your number four? All right, D Generation X. Break it down. Oh. Yes. And to me, just when that music would start, and then they would intercut. The girl like dancing on the speaker with the like heart wave monitor and like little kid brain couldn't figure out like how are they live and in the video at the same time <laughs> just couldn't figure it out and then there would be like overlays like I don't know like I look back at like I try to figure out like why I got into all the things that I do and like I think it's wrestling in some way and like just like figuring out how they do things and like the production value of it it's like it's music videos. You blow shit up, make it look pretty, you do it the next day. You know, and like that's wrestling. Like, so that intro 
had such cool production value that like they don't even do sh- they don't even do stuff like that now. You know, like I guess they have like the no. floating path, like which is cool. But like I would love some like just some like hard cuts. <laughs> you know, with a yeah. they don't even do video packages like that anymore. You know, um, no. it was such a mood, and you knew what you were getting, and and I didn't realize until later, like looking back on stuff, is that DX were heels. I always thought they were good guys. You know, like. Like, oh, they were the bad guys. You were supposed to hate them, but it was so good back then that even the heels were lovable. And uh, a lot of it starts with that theme, you know? And, like, a lot of, like, all these guys that we're talking about, except Bob Holly, Jesus. I don't think that was. Hey! But, like, all these guys, it starts with that theme, the crowd pops and how they react to it and that visceral feeling <clears throat> that it has in you as a wrestling fan. And all of these except Bob Holly. How do you like me now? <laughs> maybe I love Bob Holly. I love Bob Holly. Maybe it sounded like your dad's character, and you're like, that's my dad, Bob Holly. Yes. <laughs> I wish. I wish that was my dad. Uh, if I, I remember, remember Bob Holly on Tough Enough. How could I like forget? Beating the shit out of people. I was just like, what is this? <laughs> that's what made him so fucking legit. Bob Holly, listen, the dude is harsh. That's all you can ask for. That's for sure. He was a crackhead, man. He was a crackhead. <laughs> Something. He was on HGH, that's for sure. <laughs> Number three, Nick. Number three. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Let Me In, The Fiend. Ray Wyatt, The Fiend. It is, I, I, that is my favorite like working out song. Go, go lift weights to that fucking music up. It's oh, it's such a it's it is such a badass song. I mean, and it captures him, and then it it gets kind of slow and like melancholy, and like and there's like a female vocalist, and then there's a this male vocalist comes in screaming at you like it's, and he's my favorite character working in wrestling today, and that song is definitely my favorite like current song. Had to put it on the list. It yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. I feel you. I feel you, you. I like it. Do you like the Toxic Avenger version of The Fiend that's going on right now? I have mixed feelings. Me too. I um because I I love The Fiend and I feel like he he never got a long enough chance to really shine in the sun. Like he they, they didn't start fucking with Kane's appearance and everything with him until several years into like Kane being Kane. Um, and, and even the changes they made to Kane weren't like for the worse. He was still Kane. The integrity of Kane was always Kane. And same with Sting. Like once Sting became Crow Sting, I mean, sure he would he would say things on the mic that felt very uncharacter, but um, he was still Sting, and he he evolved into more of like a wild guy. But uh, I I don't know. I, I think they, if they wanted to, they could always go back to the original theme if they wanted to. There's still a way to to do that. But I don't. I, I think I they're going. No, I, I this, love it. I think this is temporary. I look at this as like Randy Orton's like burn cream. Which I love. <laughs> oh Randy God, Orton's burn that. face. I was so into Uh-oh. that. I thought that was awesome. I, was I like, hated yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I hated it. I was like, he's not burned. Come on. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, he had a little bit of red, then it was just gone the next week. But I know, but he had that cool mask on. He looked like a fucking horror villain. I was like, okay, something different. I think I think this Toxic Avenger melted fiend is going to last about as long as the Raymond one-eyed Ray Mysterio. It's like which should have lasted long, long enough. No. Just I was ready. I was just don't ready. abandon storylines. I don't I don't like when they abandon storylines. Don't, don't do that to me. 
they did the eye thing for a, they did a they did they did it justice I thought they, they did it justice but but the I think this whole burn fiend thing I think it's like you know a way to have Alexa Bliss be almost a talking point of like the regular Bray Wyatt and like keep them mm. off screen make Bray Wyatt even more mysterious so that way when you do see Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt and the fiend does come back and sheds his skin or whatever he's gonna do like it feels fresh again. And this is a way that you still get the fiend, but it's not the version that you want. And I, I think it'll just make it when he comes back even, even better. The priest, what is your number? Yes. Is this number three? Number three. In W-O. Man, I'm Hey. We used to walk around school doing this. We oh, how could you not? Hey, we couldn't sit down for, 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 for life. For life. <laughs> we could not sit down at all in fourth period math class until we hit around. <sighs> There's like a thing, too, is like when you see Perfect. this on the screen, your hand just does it. Like oh, yeah. you're, watching it and you're just like, oh, my hand's doing it. Like it's just part, it's just part of it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The great, kind of the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of was a twofer because then you had the NWO Wolf Pack too. Mm. So you had that, and that was great, you know, and they had there's a little rap uh, action going on in there, you know. And you know, so I I I gotta stick with NWO. I gotta ride with them. I couldn't make a list great choice. leaving them off. Couldn't do it. No. I'm pretty upset that it, they're not on my list. And I'm like questioning myself. But I think what it does, this list, it's going back to what you were really a fan of somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm an NWO fan. Like I love the NWO, everything about yeah. it. But they, I was a WWF guy. Didn't make my top five. WCW wasn't even, was, isn't even a, it was even a thing on my list. Sorry, I kind of spoiled it there. That's but, okay. No, that's okay. That's, okay. that's, that's good. Okay. What do you got, Kyle? Who's your number three? I don't know what to call this one, okay. but it's the best. Naked Grease is the Undertaker like ministry. The like, the oh, like heavier yeah. one. I don't that's, know that's what fucking great. With mm-hmm. the like really crazy video with the boom. Yeah. I don't know why awesome. that number came back. It always made me so mad. I'm like, that is. So good. It's so good. It's, it's his best theme, definitely. <clears throat> and I always think there was a way to like do the like, you know, the one that he ended up on. Like you start with that and then you like you work your way into the into the crazier, heavier one. I don't know. I, I think because they were going for like a tone, you know, like when he came back as a dead man, it was slow stillness, like a slow song. But I mean, yeah, I think they could have definitely brought it back because it's just a more exciting, like fucking again. Back to Bob Holly. It's that same yeah. kind of like there's that fucking <laughs> that beat, that rhythm, that bang, 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 bang. <laughs> you know, it's Back it's to awesome. Bob Holly. Back to Bob. <laughs> Back to Bob Holly. <laughs> how long? How long was that Undertaker theme though? Like a year tops. Um, because it was his theme, and then it became the Ministry's theme as well, and then they did a Ministry corporation mixed theme which was a nightmare yeah uh, that was too much yeah, that was so i don't know what they, they, they that stop stop it please please stop. gotcha but here's the thing too that i realized just going back because i i really just got back like fully interested in the past few years right 
And I went back and I've been watching all this stuff on the WWE Network. And the thing that blows my mind is that, like, you know how they say time moves slower when you're a kid, you know, because you have less to reference. You literally have less time on this earth, right? So when you're older, time moves faster because you have more things to look back on, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, like, how fast things were in the Attitude Era. <laughs> it was just like, corp- ministry, corporate ministry. You know, you know now, you know now the uh, Vince McMahon is the a higher power. It was just like every week, but like as a kid, that felt like forever. Or like when Austin got hurt, it felt like years. I'm like, it was a few months. It's like six months. You know, like that's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. You know, like so. It was perception, you know. And that's also, I think, what with you, we're talking about the fiend, is like. I also think, like to a kid, it feels like a long time since you've seen. I'm sure of it. Yeah. To a kid. His, well, also when you're a kid, something that I, you know, whenever I talk about wrestling with, with like my girlfriend, like, you know, we talk about like our, when we were kids, like what meant, what meant what to us, but for, for pro wrestling, like, I mean, you had to go to school and like the thing that like, I mean, for lack of a better term, saved my life as a child is that I, I got to every Monday night, every Thursday night, and usually Saturday, Sunday, because of heat and velocity, or, you know, they had uh, Saturday night, <clears throat> they'd be like at Saturday night, Saturday night something, Saturday night matinee, or whatever the fuck they call it, whatever. Shotgun, but like, shotgun Saturday night. So Yeah. So WWE always had like something, almost every day of the week that was wrestling to look forward to. Um, and that was one of those things I was like, thank God I have this. But you have so much other bullshit in your life. You, when you're a kid, I mean, when, at least when I was a kid, I hated school. I hated school. I hated it so much. And all I wanted to do was play with my toys, watch wrestling, and read comics. And I mean, yeah, it, it, I never, yeah, when Austin was gone, it felt like it was forever. When Goldberg had his streak, Goldberg's streak felt like it took place over the course of five years. You know, yes. like, all these things, the NWO becoming the Wolfpack, the Wolfpack wasn't even around that long until they made NWO Wolfpack combine into one big faction. Like, that, that, yeah, it's crazy. It, it is crazy how time moves when you're a kid. Do you, do you yeah. remember trying to figure out Goldberg's wins? Because I remember like trying to like, rationalize it in my head i'm like okay they must like have like these house shows like three three matches a day (laughs) on a wednesday for him to get 172 i'm like it was like 45 and now it's 63 the next week like it just it was jump up i'm like there must be so many wcw matches that i i I can't see you know i'm lucky to see number 125 or whatever, whatever it ended up being, you know, like. Well, for me, I didn't question it. As a kid, I just, I didn't even, it, it didn't even cross my mind. It was like, yeah, I, yeah, of course it's 130. Of course it is, you know. I just, I just thought there was so many matches that you just don't see. For I don't even know how, why that makes sense, you know. But uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, but there, are, there were a ton of shows though that they did. They traveled around and they weren't on TV. They just did them. So yeah. I mean, it's very plausible that he was just racking up wins, you know, just yeah. like sparing dudes and getting out of there, you know. Or just they just did ten <laughs> at whim, ten, twenty, <laughs> fifty. <Yep. laughs> I don't, I don't want to sidetrack too much. But what? Sorry. What, what was no, your, no. what was your very first wrestling memory? They're like, this is cool. I like this. This is me. You know, you guys have one? I do. Uh, Nick knows it. It's, uh, I think it's, what was it? 1991 SummerSlam, Undertaker versus Undertaker. 
Wow. Okay. And and I was a little kid, like, cause I remember, I I remember like little stuff, you know, here and there, you know, but just that, like, seeing the same dude fight against himself, you know, at SummerSlam, and then he tombstones him once, and he picks him up again. Normally, it's one tombstone, and is it? It's over. It's done. And he picks him up again. He goes back for the tombstone again, and then he reverses the tombstone. You're like, what? You can't, you can reverse a tombstone? And the original Undertaker tombstone his fake Undertaker and then <clears throat> put him down. That for me, that was like, blew my mind. Like I'm all in on wrestling. This is my life from here on out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because that's so that's so comic booky and supernatural and again that's one of those things like the crosses the wrestling comic book world over you know is that that's just that's just something you can only do in wrestling I mean you know what I mean and it just feels so yeah I never as a kid being excited by like fake Kane and that kind of shit too so yeah that's that's awesome and, it, and it's like believable <clears throat> it for is. some reason you know like there's 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 uh I don't know it's it's crazy that like you know what you're watching is a is theater but you're like no 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 this guy is dead. He's been dead for a long time. <laughs> he burned his family's house to the ground. Kane, he's covered in scars. You know what I mean? Like they also shoot lightning from their hands. It's okay. Like it's okay. But this is yeah. real, and we're gonna cheer it. You know what I mean? There's like such a crazy mind fuck that you have to go through to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> well, and that's the beauty of again, like I, I, why I love the fiend so much today because he feels like. He exists in that time period where, like, it was okay to have fantasy in pro wrestling, which I'm a big fan of. And I think you need more of that. Wrestling isn't real, and, it's, and, and wrestling should be a big, it's a big, silly, campy, fun fantasy show. It's fantasy. <clears throat> yeah. What's your What's your first memory, Nick? Well, I, my first memory, and I, I said this. We talked to Bruce. I talked about this on, on two episodes ago, uh, on our first episode. But um, I, I I believe my first ever wrestling match that I watched was when Goldberg beat Hogan for the championship. But I know that I had to have watched it prior to that because how, because I, because I, I remember the mo I remember that moment feeling like a big moment. So I think I must've been watching it before, but I don't remember what my first time was, but the first, the first memory I have, the most memorable moment ever from my childhood would be that match. People throwing trash in the ring. It was like McGuire hitting the fucking home runs. Like I, that's my, that's my biggest memory as a child, at least like my first memory, but I had to have been watching it prior to that for me to even care about that. And then my, my first wrestling experience though, uh, it wasn't wrestling, but when I was a very, very, very young kid before I got into wrestling at, at eight years old, I, I, I just had this vivid memory of seeing this man in a cowboy hat and tassels on his jacket and a beard and like these really crazy angles. I'm like, oh yeah, this like shiny jacket, this shot. I, I never this guy seeing this larger than life guy screaming at me on the TV at, at a very young age and me just being so wrapped up and like, what is this? What is this costume? Who is this guy? Um, I was very, very young and I didn't know what wrestling was. And it was, that's those memories that kind of came back to me later of like, the first time I ever saw wrestling would have been Macho Man as a kid and just seeing this guy. And now that I think about it even further, it was probably a Slim Jim commercial was what I was seeing. Because um, I never this, this guy is loud, like, this, I'm like, he's dressed, this is the coolest, how do I dress like this? He looks so cool, you know, so. <laughs> how do I dress like this? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't. <laughs> yes. 
yet. Listen, if I, if I could dress like a wrestler, I would. I mean, you know, I, I wear a lot of cutoffs for that reason. Is I want I, everywhere I go, I, I, when people see me, I want them to be like, "Is that guy a wrestler?" It's like I know I'm a director, but thanks for the uh, thanks for the confusion. One in the yeah. same. One in the same. One of the same. Uh, my so my first memory. It's kind of like next where like I definitely was watching wrestling like because I know I had like WCW figures and like Rey Mysterio was like it's like okay that was my guy but I don't remember why that be, you know mm-hmm. really you know but my first memory and Nick reminded me of when he when he was talking about like Shotgun Saturday Night and they would they would play it in the mornings I think you know on like USA or something or maybe it was on Sunday oh that was raw they had something called like voltage or something or like something oh, like not, they, not, not velocity but it was like it was shotgun saturday night that it would show some matches and then like the recap of raw right and i would watch that all the time yes on saturday mornings and the very the memory that i have that i was like it's not even a match i was like i'm in i'm in was when stone cold filled mr mcmahon's corvette with concrete Yes, yes, I remember that. Because, like, even as a young kid, I'm like, I know wrestling's fake, right? I'm like, they ruined a Corvette. My dad (laughs) would cry if he saw that. Like, and there was just there was just this crazy thing. Like, they did what? And it was just like this such a spectacle. And you know, Mr. Man's Vince Man's face, like big eyeballs and stuff, and you know, Stone Cold being crazy. I was like, that's that's my guy. And then I, I think that was also the moment that I'm like, I'm a WWF guy, you know, like WCW lame. They're not, they're not pouring concrete and cars over there. You know. <laughs> oh, well, they were doing great, great. There was people's moms run, were, were on poles in WCW. Okay. And they were Judy, being wrestled over. Judy Bagwell on a pole. Or That's whatever. right. That's right. Well, no. to, just to jump on that note real quick. When I was a little kid, I only watched WCW. My mom would not let me watch WF. Because my uncle Tom called once and was like, "There's a there's a guy over there named Sexual Chocolate, and there's women there's women licking whipped cream off his off his body." And my mom was like, "You're not watching that. Doesn't that sound terrible?" And I'm like, oh, "I mean, it sounds kind of fun. I don't know what that is. That's, that's pretty wild." But um, the Nitro but, Girls and Big Sexy Kevin Nash, totally fine. My, well, my mom no didn't watch wrestling. My dad watched it with me. My mom was like adamant. But what happened was every Sunday morning when I would get up to go to church when I was, I was a, little, a little Catholic boy. Whatever that show was that you just talked about, Kyle, it was called like Sunday. I don't know what it was, but it was every Sunday morning, they would have someone would, the WE on USA would have like, or I think it was on Fox, like my local Fox channel. Yeah. And it was like, someone did an edit of Monday Night's Raw. And then it was like cut up in little segments. So you could, it was basically like watching a YouTube recap. And so every Sunday morning, I would sneak away in the living room and I would turn it on before church and I would watch what happened on Raw. So my childhood of watching WWF was on Sunday mornings like a clip show of Monday Night Raw. And that was, that was my, that was my experience of WF as a kid. And it was like Michael Cole hosting it, right? Yes. Like, and like, yes. sort of like, like VTR. And there was like a cage behind, like a fence, fencing behind him or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I, I mean, de- definitely WWF was where it was at. I mean, everybody, like you had to watch WWF. I mean, and WCW didn't get cool until Sting turned 
Yeah. And then it was like, oh, Sting turned, and then NWO, and then, like it's that's when they they were like, look, we're losing the battle to WWF because like we watched it, but it was just because it was like something else to watch. Like WCW was really campy, and it was you know light and, and fluffy and everything. And it's so mad w- right now. Everything you're saying. <laughs> oh, hey, I mean, no, no, but you're that's, right. That's you're my right. experience. My that's my experience. You're right. You're right. WCW didn't get cool until. Sting, Goldberg, NWO. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would, I would argue that that WCW was cooler before WWF, right? With the NWO, I would say so. Everything Eric Bischoff was doing with the, you know, the Giant and Goldberg and all that stuff. Um, my, I have like my regret is that I didn't. I was like, nope, WWF guy, like brand loyal. Like, I watched Rey Mysterio in the first hour of Nitro, but then time for Raw, like, and I would turn it off. <laughs> But like looking back, I was like, why didn't I watch both? You know what I mean? Like, I would watch Thunder on Wednesdays. Was it Wednesdays? Thursday yeah, it night Wednesdays. Thunder. Are you sure? Oh, was it Thursday? I thought it was Wednesday. It could be Thursday. It could be Thursday. Really but I thought it was Wednesday though, because that's why that's why Raw went to Thursday nights. I thought. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's been a long time though. It's been a long yeah. Time. There was there was a moment where I, I would watch Thunder just because it didn't interfere with WWF, you know, for whatever reason. But uh, but yeah. No. As a kid, that was the best news. It was like, wait a minute. I get two nights of wrestling every week? That, I mean, that was like yes. fucking exciting. Oh, yep. Well, think about right now, though, right? It's crazy. If to be a wrestling fan, it's crazy. Monday Night Raw. Tuesdays are going to be NXT now, I think, right? I think so. Wednesdays, AEW. Thursdays, Impact. I know Nick doesn't watch Impact, but th- if you want to. No one does. <laughs> uh, and then Friday SmackDown, and then it's like a bunch of pay per views on the weekend. It's like, yeah, if you really follow, you watch wrestling every day, three to four hours, and it's just like, what a fucking spectacle! You know, what I mean? wonderful, like, wonderful. Just, but is that too much though? Is it oversaturation? Yes, and that's why I think people don't think it's as good as it was back then. They were just doing less of it. Yeah, you know, well, you there's way more talent now because of all of what we're talking about. Inspired so many people to be wrestlers or to and to be writers, and like, yeah, it's not. It doesn't have the the um, the gusto behind what it did in, in the late '90s, but um, I would argue that the moments are better because if you go back and watch an old Raw or an old Nitro, like some of it is garbage but we forget all that you only like mm-hmm. you condense 10 years of goodness into like an hour like the, but there's good moments now too they're just it's oversaturated and there's not the fan behind there's not a stone cold an nwo there's no like superstar today there's a lot of really yeah. really, really good <clears throat> arguably better wrestlers you know um yeah i don't know sorry yeah I, no it's good yeah, it was a great sidetrack. Yeah. What yeah. number? Um, all right. So number three. What's your number? Th- what's your number three, Kyle? Didn't I say it? Undertaker. Yeah. Undertaker. DX? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, he did Undertaker. Okay. Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. So we're on the number two now. So it's on you. My here. number two. Okay. Um, I got to go with Can You Dig It, Sucker? <laughs> <laughs> the Harlem Heat's song in the 90s, and yeah. then it became uh, Booker T's theme song. 
Yes, like, like yes, it. yes. This is your number two? Booker T, number two. Wow. Okay. I love that song. He he made out in the invasion angle. Right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if those, if they're in the invasion, if it was what it should have been <laughs> with Goldberg and the NWO, Booker T would have got thrown to the side. But instead, that was the biggest WCW star. Right? Don't you agree? Like, he would have got overshadowed if it, all those guys would have came over. But, like, oh. because... Because they didn't, I, definitely, yeah. He got the shine, and he really got his due. You know, I know he well, he yeah. ended WCW champion at the last Nitro, right? He yes, he he ended it as the U.S. champion and WCW champion, I believe. Right. Um. Right. But yeah, oh, and yeah, both Hogan belts. And, I don't know. Yeah, belts. yeah. Okay. Both okay. belts. And he he must have. I don't know what happened when he got to WCW. I don't remember. I don't remember all the invasion elements, but. I, I, I know that The Rock eventually beat him and took the WWE title. Um, but I agree. I mean, had the NWO and Goldberg and Sting and even DDP all come over at the same time, Booker probably wouldn't have gotten that push. But Booker has always been a star, and Booker has always deserved to be a star. And, you know, again, for our list of, of wrestlers who should have been the champion, Booker T did eventually win the WWE World Championship, but it took way too long. I mean, he should have mm -hmm. beat Triple H at WrestleMania, you know, that horrible racist angle they had where, yeah. That, that Booker should have won that fucking match. Yeah, Booker was a great athlete, man. Like, I mean, he was he was Harlem Heat. I mean, his brother was just kind of there, you know. And <laughs> well, Stevie Ray find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you come on, Stevie Ray. He knows Stevie Ray. Though he just stand there. He wouldn't do much, you know. And Stevie Booker Ray would spin up. Brother would for get a decade. Into it. I know. I know. I heard about that. I was like. Don't hate, man. You're just not as good. Yeah, don't be know? jealous of your brother. What the fuck? You celebrate yeah. your brother. That, that's exactly, man. That sucks. It's all in the family, baby. It's, all, it's always going, one brother's better than the other one. I mean, we know. I mean, come on, you know. And Booker T just happened to be the man, you know. Sorry. And, they, so. and, and this is someone that I thought about, like, later later on. Is like, think about how hard it had to be to be a black wrestler in a southern WCW company. Not saying that, you know, they were racist. Like I'm sure, but like you just, Oh, there was racism going on. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know anything for, for example, but it's like the fact that like what he had to go through, you know, in, in that company and to yeah. still be a star and to like, still kind of be a company man. It's just like, what did that dude go through? And I know it's the nineties. It's not like the sixties, but it's like, it's oh, not yeah. like today. You know what I mean? And, and no, it's still horrible. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about that. I was like, that dude, like, is crazy. Like, crazy. I got a Booker T toy right here, too. Harlem <laughs> Heat, Booker T. And, yeah, uh, let's just say I gave him his, his world championship. There, there it is. is. There it is. <laughs> yes. See that? They don't even have a Steve Ray toy. That's why you don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. But I just didn't want to bother with it. I don't want to they bother do. with it. I only have Booker T as well. Because that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, I mean, what's your number? Was great, man. I mean, like it's 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 definitely like I mean, there was there like that's another reason why I didn't watch WCW as much either. I was like, well, where the black wrestlers at? Like, I mean, it was just who, them. yeah. Just I was them. like, just just two black dudes, huh? This is yeah, regular America. Okay, I, I see it. You know, I mean, yeah. WWF. I mean, it was WWF back then, but you know, they gave us we had some variety then. You know, we had yeah. we had a young Rocky Maivia. 
you know, and uh, you know, Farouk? They, so they, they were trying to, they were trying, exactly. Below Brown, Nation of Below Brown, one of my all-time Brown, favorites. Yeah, I love, I love Nation of Domination. I, I love Nation of Domination. Game. They were great by is any it, means necessary. Is it crazy, <laughs> to, like to say, like, man, Vince McMahon was progressive? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I in, in his own way, he was. You know, in his own I way. It is, it there, is, there is a story though how he promised uh bad news brown who's also one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and uh, a black wrestler during the, during like the, the 80s which i think would have been even, even worse time to be in, in wrestling for, for a black man with, with this very white dominated thing a lot of good old good old southern boy racism um but bad news brown was promised when he signed with wf mcmahon promised him you'd be the first black wwf champion and vince never saw that through yeah Cool. You see, like my my early days of remembering wrestling, you know, was Rocky Johnson, you know, the the Rock's yeah. dad. You know, like yeah. I remember seeing him. I and like, I hate to interrupt you, the priest, but I gotta figure him too. I gotta do you? I got Rocky Johnson right wow. here. Wow, soul man, Rocky Johnson. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Every every wrestler we're say, we're saying he's gonna go back. <laughs> I could if you want me to. I mean, hell, Bob Holly. Where's your Bob Holly figure? Well, yes, it was too expensive. He? It was like 30 bucks. I'm like, I can't spend 30 bucks on a Bob Holly toy. <laughs> mm-hmm. The collector's item. That's why. I'm sorry to be saying interrupted you. No, no, no. I don't even know what I was saying, but I did. Yeah. Rocky, yeah, Rocky Johnson was one of your. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So Rocky Johnson, yes. Yeah, so he was, yeah, he was like the first like black wrestler that I really remember. You know, um, as a as a as a really young kid, you know, I remember, you know, Rocky Johnson. I was like, "Who was that? Like this big, swole dude? Like he was huge, you know." And I'm like, "Oh man, that dude is that dude is cool," you know. And then, yeah. and then the next one that I really latched on to was Ahmed Johnson. Oh, I mean, he yeah. was you up. love Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, I love Ahmed Johnson, man. That Pearl River plunge, like where yeah. you come up with that move, man? What a great finish, he, man. He loved the baby oil. He Get did. <laughs> he did. It wasn't baby oil. He was using Crisco. He was using just straight Crisco, you know, because he probably was like frying some chicken before he was just like, you know what? I'm not going to waste anything, son. I'm taking all this with me. Ahmed. <laughs> I love him. Gotta love him. I did love Ahmed as a kid. Yeah. One of my first toys was an Ahmed Johnson bone crusher, the, the rubber figures, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah. Mine got chewed up some kind of way. I don't know what happened. They were chewable. Their, their hands were so rubbery, you'd want to like just nibble on yep. it, you know? <laughs> bite it. Cool. All right. So my number two. <clears throat> Kyle said them already, but they're up my board, and that's DX. Yeah. It's just Nick knows. Suck <laughs> it. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just come on, man. You know, it's I just amazing. Have to do it. You know, like you can't. You know, and that also, it turned me on to Rage Against the Machine. Sure. So, you know, like, and I, and so, so here's a quick story. So I actually saw them live um, in Florida. There's a, um, there's an outdoor music festival. It's called Sunfest. And, uh, and I actually saw them uh, live and I was like, okay, like this band is pretty cool. Like I like them. I like their vibe. I like their feel. And then not too long after that, I heard a DX song. And I'm like, who is this? Like, this is a sick ass song. Rage Against the Machine. And then it just opened all the doors. And like, I bought every album they put out. And oh, I didn't know you liked Rage Against the Machine so much. Love them. Love them. Yeah. 
love them. Like it's one of my favorite bands like of all time. Yeah, That's they, awesome. yeah, it's it's up there. So it's just that the perfect marriage of my favorite band and you know my favorite group. You know, one of my favorite groups of all time. So it's just can't beat it, baby. You can't know? beat. It. Did you know I was in a Rage Against the Machine cover band in high school? Were you? Yes, I was. <laughs> we documentary pieces of Nick. <laughs> pieces of Nick. <laughs> yeah, that's a big piece too. Always the biggest. <laughs> All right, number two. Please. (laughs) 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 Attitude era. Bob Holly. No. (laughs) It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be Kane. Number two. When those lights, the lights would go out, the organs would hit, and the pyro, and everything is red. Where do you think the fiend got his inspiration from nick <laughs> i love game i mean maybe i'm biased but i don't remember anything before that 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 cap like lights it out everyone's like oh shit Kane's coming you did you didn't know a match was coming but the lights went out you knew exactly what was happening and when that explosion was there was you got two explosions one when he'd walk out and then one do the, the would, arm thing yeah and yes. the, I just love, like, when I figured out, I'm like, they just have, like, bombs on the turnbuckles so Kane could have magical powers. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, guys, like, stand yeah. on those turnbuckles, and there's just a bomb there. You know, they yeah. off. <laughs> so it's I worth like, it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Absolutely. I still want Kane to come back in the old costume, even if it's just, like, in the, like, Andre the Giant, Battle Royal, like whatever his last full pair, like just do the whole thing. Yeah, give like, us the old costume. This new costume is horrible. Yeah, why, it sucks. Why, why do it? Just, I know, does he not want to like, because he'll be like Chubby Kane, you know, because he was such a beast. Who cares? I don't care. We're over. I know. Give us no the, one cares. Give us the classic, uh, even yeah. the black and red inverse. I'd be okay with that too. Just Please. go. Yeah. Pretend you're burnt again, you know, mm-hmm. and you got the scars and just g- give us what we want. Just one more yeah. time. Yeah, give me what I want. He doesn't even wrestle. Just come out. Do just things. be Kane. Yeah, just make appearances. Yeah. 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 That's a good number all two. Right. Kane. Kane's in my that, all-time favorite seven. Time number two. I am pretty amazed that I think there was only one crossover so far, and that's DX. Right. Oh, okay. Yep. So far, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm shocked too. I pretty thought great. for sure that. Somebody was going to do it, but I think it's going to happen on number one. I think it might. It, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, know. Well, is, it, is it Crash Holly for you, Nick? You're number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Molly Holly. No. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who is it going to be, um, Nick? Tell me, so tell me, Nick. Is, is it Doink the Clown? Oh, uh, well, maybe one, one of the worst entrance songs of all time. <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Should we do um like two or three honorable mentions then on number one? Yes, I like it. That's kind of fun. Okay, so uh, right. so let me do a real my real quick recap. We should all do this too. Um, <clears throat> oh God, what were they? Okay, so it was. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember my my top five were now. Uh, Buddy Holly. It was both. It was Bond. It was Bob, <laughs> Bob Holly, Booker T, <laughs> uh, the Fiend, and who was the other guy? You had one that was first. Uh, oh God, I don't remember what it was. 
we can't do it. Whatever uh, doesn't matter. Whoever it was, whoever it was, it was. Um, so here's I'll give like three honorable mentions. Then my number one. Okay. Then these were really tough. Oh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was number five. That's right. right. Um, so th- this is really really tough um, because number one is your number one, but I, and and these few I'm gonna name like it was tough. And I know Bob Holly replaced one of these guys, obviously. Um, but so here's here's a. But I was like, I gotta be honest though. My my true my true favorites are my true favorites. This is what it is. Um, Eddie Guerrero, Viva La Raza. I, we lie, we cheat, we steal. I mean, that's number like six. That, that that one might be like my number, you know, two, three. But it's they wrote it's, it's hard to pick a five of your favorites. Um, CM Punk, uh, Cult of Personality, one of the absolute greatest of all time. Um, uh, NWO was on my list as well, but I, I, I pushed it out because I figured someone else would probably take it. And then, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, is there anything better than that? that that glass shattering, you know? Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my number. Here's my, those are my honorable mentions. Okay. And the APA. Dan, Dan, Dan. I, I love the APA song, you know? Um, okay. My number I one. Am, I all- am shocked. I'm shocked by some of these ones that you like. <laughs> They're the best. These are the best. APA is one of the worst. Oh, you're nuts. When you hear that song and they come out, these two big, mean motherfuckers, and you know they're going to rip someone's ass over. All right, what's your number one? What's your number Number one? one, Number one of all time. This is tough. This is tough. Break the wolf down! Break Chris Jericho Y2J. I don't think it's any better than that. Number one greatest ending song of all time. Enough said. I'm totally there with you. I'm totally. It, it was. I mean, it, it didn't make it on my list, um, but it was. It was five B. You know, it was the sure. next one that was right there. I mean, it's a classic song. I wanted to put it on my list very, very badly, but I thought for sure it was going to be taken, and and then so I was like, you know, I'm going to go away from it. But it's it's a great song. I mean, it's great. It still holds up to this day. It still holds up. I still I, still, up. I listen to that song sometimes just when I'm working or something. It's just it's just so. It's, it's a perfect song. It, it builds up the hype. It gets you excited. Oh, the 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 the, woo, 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 the countdown and the and there's at some point there's this breakdown of just like this wee, whiny. It's almost because it reminds me of the, the Batman Beyond theme song kind of too. You know, it's like it's, uh, it's it's just so perfect, man. I, Jericho's theme song. It's it's number one for me forever. Always be my number one. <clears throat> Without a doubt. It's perfect. Okay, so so my recap. Uh, number five was Road Warriors. Number four mm. was Chris Benoit. Uh, number three was NWO. Number two was DX. And uh, a couple uh, honorable mentions for me. Um, Chris Jericho, Break the Walls Down. That was that was it. Uh, no Chance in Hell. That was mine. I just, you know, I loved it. Um, whole Train. Come get on the whole train. <laughs> really great yeah it It just ridiculous it was stupid it was off the wall like they shouldn't have even done it but it was really really good uh i i really really loved him um old school test 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 this is the test you know it just just you know kind of silly stuff you know that i really really like like that one yeah um take it all the way back the four horsemen theme i like the four horsemen me and the home used to walk through like this we used to go in class like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. You know, we, we we had hand signals. We weren't in the game, but we just had hand signals. It was like, 
And my last honorable mention, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Money, 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 yeah. money, money, money. I thought that was your number one for a second. I was like, whoa. That's not almost. 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 It's a great almost, one. Almost. I mean, it's classic, you know? Yeah. Everybody's got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> so my number one theme song of all time, Ultimate Warrior. Perfect, perfect song for him. He yeah. was on crack and speed and HGH <laughs> and everything. He wrestled that way and his entrance music, it was, it was perfect for him. Like this dude was insane. I loved every second of him. I wish we could have got more of him because he was really, really, really good. And I remember seeing him live once and it was it was like right after um, Tyson knocked out like the dude, like the fastest knockout or whatever, um, you know, in the history of boxing and wrestling, they took it. They were like, you know what? Ultimate Warrior, if you show up today, you're going to do the same thing that Tyson did. So like the music comes on, he runs in, like he hits the ropes. Dun, 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 dun. The dude is looking scared. He hops in the ring, just beats the shit out of the dude. Beats him, he gets him, presses him. Yeah, Just on him, pins him, he's out of there. It was, the, it, we went nuts. It, the whole stadium went nuts. It was crazy, it was insane. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, that's my number one. Yeah, that's, that's one of the all-time I remember when I first heard that song, because I, I, I didn't see Ultimate Warrior with the WF when I was a kid, because I would I missed like that 80s run as I was, you know, well, I'm, I'm younger than you. But I saw him in a WCW when him and Hogan feuded. But I never, when uh, the WE put out the anthology music collection, the commercials for that had the, they had Ultimate Warrior's song. It was just a really, really well-made commercial where, I had not even know that song existed, but watching the commercial, I was just like, I felt like a little kid again. Like, what? What is it? Like, yeah, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Kyle. Moment of truth. What do you got? I don't know how this was in all of your number ones. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, wait, I got to do honorable mentions. All right, smart ass. What's your, what's your, that's right, that's what's right. Your yeah. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. The Hardy's theme. Hardys and Lita's love great. the Hardys. Uh, the Rock. No one said The Rock. Okay, uh, it's good. It's not the best. Yeah, it's better than Bob Holly. Uh, oh, oh, let me guess your number one. I'm an ass man. <laughs> good one. That's your number one. I knew it. NWO also that that on the honorable mention. <clears throat> I have two current ones. One is Seth Rollins. I think it's cool. It's nice, okay. whether you don't like Seth, whether you like Seth Rollins or not, and then Burn it down! the best, <laughs> the best, the best current theme is Chris Jericho's in AEW, where the whole crowd sings it. Jericho just always has the best themes. Anyway, he does. My number one, Glass Shatters, Stone Cold Steve Austin. How is it not on your list? I was about you guys top five. It's like number six or seven for me. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Fair. Fair. Just the 
the uh, I don't I forget which WrestleMania it was with, with the octagon and the Austin 16. The, the shattered, yeah, yeah. I think that was um, WrestleMania 13 with Bret Hart, wasn't that the Bret Hart? Why, why didn't they do that more often? I need more of it. I need it again. I need they that. should have, yeah. It's just glass, that, yeah. break it, you know. That's Whatever. a good one. That's a good one. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. The only reason why I didn't put it on mine is because I knew that somebody else was going to put it on mine. That's like, the only reason why yeah. I didn't. So, but how could he yeah. not? Like, he embodied everything about that character. The music yeah. was just so <laughs> perfect. It's kind of silly. It's a silly song. But for some reason, it worked for that character, and I think he made it work. Like, I don't know. Like, that song, it comes out of nowhere, and then the stunner comes out of nowhere. And, like, that was Austin. He just, like, pop- flies in like a bat out of hell and... That was what I loved about wrestling, and that's why it's my number one. And I can't believe that Bob Holly is out of your top five. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the end of part one of our Kyle Kogan interview slash top wrestling entrance music of all time. Next week, we will have part two of this podcast with Kyle Kogan, and we will go through the top five wrestlers who never held the world title but should have. Oh,